Hey everybody, man, talk about a day late and a dollar short. This episode, we practically skipped over 9-11. We recorded it the day before Daniel Johnston died, even though we talked about him briefly. And uh, Mike Sorrentino's freed from prison. <laughs> anyway, tonight's podcast is brought to you by LoneStarButtons.com. Do you have a business or an event coming up that you want to promote? Or maybe you have a project that you want to promote? I guess promotion's the name of the game. LoneStarButtons.com will create your promotional button in different sizes and shapes, as you so wish. They can also do bottle openers, um, mirrors, and magnets. Pretty cool stuff. Just send them a design or work out the design, whatever you want to do. The owner, Adam Stimpy Jones, is very accommodating. He'll figure it out. If you can't, you can email the guy at info at LoneStarButtons.com or you can call him on his personal cellular device at 281-798-1996. Use the coupon code I want to suck on your hairy tits and get some buttons thrown in for free. We're also brought to you by Jessica Dieter, agent of insurance. We all have to have insurance, some more than others. Um, as a homeowner, we have to have home insurance. Um, if you're renting a place, you should get renter's insurance. Most of us drive, so we have to get auto insurance. If you live in a flood zone, you need flood insurance. Well, if you live in the state of Texas, Jessica Dieter can help you out. She can shop multiple A-rated carriers, which means most likely she's going to beat the price of whatever you're purchasing right now. Um... That doesn't mean she's going to cut corners on your coverage. just means she's going to look around until she finds a better rate. To reach her, you can call her at 281-607-5263, or you can email her at jessica.deter, that's D-I-E-T-E-R, at G-H-F-S dot net. Do it. You won't be sorry you did. Um, what else? I... I'm pretty sure we've got another sponsor coming up next episode. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong, but in general, it's pretty damn exciting. And I will be talking about it when everything comes through. Because networking is not a string, it's a web. You know what I mean? You kind of got to tie some things together to make everything work properly. I know that sounds mysterious, but it will become clear in the future, near future. Um, other than that, uh, if you want to take part in the show by singing, sending in friend questions or news stories or just anything weird that you come across that you think we'd be interested in seeing, send us an email at rotwpodcast at gmail.com. We'll read it and we'll talk about it on the show. Coming to you pre-recorded live from Atomic Age Studio A in beautiful Pasadena, Texas. It's the Revenge of the World podcast with your host, me, Gabe, Google Me Dieter, and bitchin' Brennan Birch. <laughs> Clear! <laughs> Do not res- resuscitate. <laughs> Code hey, blue. everybody. Code blue. How's it going? Uh, thanks for listening to Revenge of the World Podcast, episode 149. 149. You know what that means. Next episode, we're pulling the plug on this fucking thing. Hell yeah. Uh, <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> Thank God, finally. <laughs> uh, I'm your host, Gabe Google Me Dieter, and with me, as always, bitchin' Brennan Birch. In my lesser moments, I have thought of pulling the plug at 150. <laughs> <laughs> uh... <laughs> Well, that's okay, because guess who's coming back soon hmm. for 
just maybe one or two more episodes. Uh, I had dinner with Mike Lee Rodriguez hey, last night. Hey, really? Yeah. He uh, he said, oh, maybe I'll come on for a guest spot. Yeah, that would yeah, be great. It'd be fun. I haven't talked to him forever. I miss that guy. Yeah, he's doing good. Good. Uh, we had Chinese food, yeah. not the buffet kind. Where'd you go? I don't remember the name of the place. Uh, was it in Pasadena or Houston? Houston. Uh, let me see. Kin Dynasty. Oh, yeah? It was good. I liked it. Cool. I've been there before, but it's been a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, what's up with you, Brennan? Let's start out with a short story. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, God, man. I don't know. Nothing Nothing much, really. I, I went to Zine Fest <laughs> this past weekend. Man. Like, let's talk about Zine Fest. Let's, let's just talk about Zine Fest, man. I mean... Are you aging out of Zinefest, Brian? I, I don't. I don't know, man. Like, okay, like I've been. Let's re- just make it clear: you went as a spectator this time. Yeah, I, I not, did go. As, I did go as a, a spectator. I was not not a tabler. I didn't table. I didn't participate. I just okay. Like I, I've been kind of down lately. Okay, I've been kind of going through some things, and I don't know. Maybe not as like social as I could be, and it's starting to take its toll. And I'm trying to alleviate that and make it better, you know. And um. You know, and and I think a lot of the problem is that you know sometimes I have a chip on my shoulder about things and about you know I guess just about like culture sometimes and you know it, that's not a good way to be approaching the world and living in it. So I'm trying to be better about that. You know, I'm I'm trying to like be less cynical and trying to you know be a little more open minded whenever I show up and try to participate in things. And you know, I'm 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 just I'm really trying to turn over a new leaf here. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, cool, Zine Fest. This is like a thing that. This is a good way for me to kind of get into this because, like, I've gone to this before. I've had a good time. You know, I've, I've found some cool things. Like last year, I had a pretty good time. You know, uh, well, you did have your son. With I, you. I did have my son with me. That, 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 that's that was, a, that's a big factor. Yeah, I he think. he was having a really good time. And I think that was really why, probably the main reason that I had a good time. But yeah, you know, I just I just tried to really approach it with an open mind and you know not like not have a bad attitude about a bunch of cool kids trying to do cool stuff. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But man, I just I didn't relate to almost anything that was there mm-hmm. at all in any way and, and it's it, crazy you're it, saying that and it wasn't that it was like it was, like a lot of my complaints in the past have been that it's real it was really fan arty and you know stuff like that and it was less like that this year it seemed like more people were you know kind of doing more original stuff and but it was just really i felt really discouraged being around that many creative people doing the thing that they do to be creative and feeling completely completely like almost completely alienated by everything that was there hmm. like i don't know i just nothing grabbed me at all and it's not that any it's not that the stuff that people were doing was bad a lot of the stuff that people were, were making was very high quality and well put together and you know they put the heart into it and it was you know a lot of it was really good quality you know but it just nothing really like connected with me at all and it made me depressed that I was unable to commute, like to connect with and communicate to the community that I would think that I would be able to associate with. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I mean, you know, whenever you grow up, you're you're like the weird art kid or whatever. There's not a lot of weird art kids in your school, but then you know, you grow up and you move away and you go into the city and hey, there's cool art kids. All right, great, yay, let's do stuff. And like, I just I didn't get that feeling from that group of people. That was a very large chunk. Of like the art community in Houston, <laughs> was it? It was a lot of people, man. So, I think I have a different um, analysis of of who sets up tables. Okay. To me, you, you're talking about them as a as a group, 
of people, but mm-hmm. to me, they're a group of individuals. Yeah. Like, no two people are really alike. They might be similar, but right. uh, as far as, like, identifying them as, as, as a group of people that are, like, cohesive, yeah. it doesn't really seem that way to me. Because even between me, my booth, and Renee's booth, who I'm, like, great friends with, yeah. you're seeing... A complete contrast in in what we do right you know yeah uh and i think that's that said with every single table you go to right um even people that are doing you know comics mm-hmm. they're completely different from each other they might have that one one thing that that ties them together but uh, a lot of the comics are pretty similar really <laughs> yeah. the, see i didn't want i didn't walk yeah, it this the, year I, I could not dude the Cal Arts Steven Universe style is very popular right now. <laughs> what is that? Uh, it's it's very it's very cartoon networky Tumblr web comic. You know. Oh, okay. It's, it's a certain I see a, what you're saying. A certain anime-ish aesthetic. Yeah. But not, but somewhat Western. Yeah. It's it's there was a lot of very similar things. Yeah, that's that's been there for the past, you know. Yeah, past few years. years. Yeah. Um, I did not get a chance to walk the whole thing, but uh, my neighbor had stuff based on uh twin peaks Mm -hmm. and on the side he also bakes cookies oh really yeah so that was kind of interesting hearing him talk to people yeah um yeah when i saw you you were given off an uh a vibe okay uh i know my vibe was probably off yeah because i was dealing with (laughs) you had a lot lot going on a lot of very busy yeah it was incredible but you definitely seemed a little off like I did, I did. So did Chris Steininger. He came in and yeah. and he was giving off kind of a weird vibe that I I think it's just all the all the people, all yeah, the different it, kinds of people well, and it was just a lot of people too. That's another thing. Like I'm I don't love a crowd. Never have. It's sensory overload. Yeah. That I experienced that all day long. But like I went to Comic Palooza this year and like it wasn't as bad as it was at Zinefest. It's a, it's definitely a different energy. Yeah. That's like a more mainstream nerd energy, you know? It's just um yeah, like, I, I don't know, like, I just, like, you know, usually, like, I'll see, like, five or six things that I feel like, you know, I can kind of, like, I can see that, that's really interesting, that's really cool, blah, 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 like, things that'll just really, you know, kind of inspire me, and I just did not feel that at all, mm. and, like, I, I only bought a couple of things, like, one thing was from Renee, and I bought a shirt from a girl that didn't really seem like she wanted to sell it to me, <laughs> and, like, really? Yeah, she was just kind of giving off a no vibe, but, like, she already was had my the, credit card. Was it the butt stuff? no that, those, that stuff was really cool i thought it was funny <laughs> I, I wish i could have well i could have if i really wanted to but man i felt guilty walking away from the table because jess would have had to deal with yeah all these people yeah but yeah. for me this year zine fest was like a game changer for me really uh i sold out on three zine titles mm-hmm. uh these these admittedly were years old but i finally sold enough to where i didn't have any more um and you know just suggesting that we do coasters i finally said yes and you know i told her i want the first batch to be ready for zine fest mm-hmm. and i know you know i always think about the table setup and how much is zines and how much is merch right because that that is like a, a thing to think about if you're doing a zine show mm-hmm. you should have a zine presence yeah you know uh so I left a lot of stuff at home, and we just did the coasters, buttons, and prints. Yeah. 
and the rest of the table was zines. I had like 10 titles, mm -hmm. you know, because I've been doing it for a while. Yeah. And uh, this year, like, I sold a shitload of zines. I, I had not experienced that in the past. Right. Like, people usually got, you know, buttons or prints, you know, but zines sold lightly. Mm -hmm. This year, I sold a lot. Yeah. And, and the coasters helped out a lot. They were a hit. We sold, you know, I think 50 of them. Jeez. Uh, so this was like a really good zine fest for me and mm -hmm. it made me want to do like other stuff, but really people were asking for, for, uh, do we have an online store yeah. and stuff like that, which I had already planned on, on doing, but this was really like the push that I needed to like mm -hmm. fucking get it done. You're, you're missing out by not doing, it, right. you know? So yeah, I mean, zine fest, I always learn every time I do a table show. Yeah. Like what people are into and, you know, what people aren't into really. Yeah. Uh <laughs> more so that. Yeah. But uh yeah, it was it was it was a badass experience this year for me. The only thing that I learned from Zine Fest is people are not into my zines or artwork. <laughs> uh it's just the onslaught of people. I, I wasn't prepared for that. I had not eaten yeah. breakfast. Oh no. So I went the whole six hours and some change without eating. <laughs> Damn. And I was like, by the end of that thing, I was fucking exhausted. Like, yeah. And my back, my back gave out like during the show. Oh, geez. <clears throat> uh, so I'm still recuperating. Like my back stopped hurting this morning. Wow. <laughs> and it's Tuesday. Uh, but yeah, man, I, I love Zine Fest and I love, uh, you know, the, the, uh, the group of women that put it on. They, mm -hmm. they do an excellent job. Uh, promoting it and putting it together. Yeah. Um, I mean, to get a turnout like that at like a zine fest is pretty crazy. Like yeah. And what's cool is you see this, you see the same people there year after year and then they add some, you know? Right. So it's, it's a uh, pretty cool seeing familiar faces and then people come in that have never seen your stuff and mm -hmm. you're like talking to them and, and meeting them. Yeah. I don't know, man. It's uh pretty nuts. I'm, I'm sure shit's going to come into my brain and I'll, I'll be like thinking about it for, a whole year until mm -hmm. next, you know, next Zine Fest. Hopefully, I get I get back on it. Yeah. So after Zine Fest, <laughs> like whenever I, uh, whenever we drove up, like I parked my car in front of this guy's house, and it was like he had like one of those kind of like horseshoe shaped driveways or whatever. But there was like a big like median kind of area, like a there was a curb, you know, like a yeah. a full car length of a curb, you know, where you could park directly could, in between, where you could park in between his two yeah. driveways, right? Yeah. Well, uh. Whenever I came back, uh, you know, Jess and I were walking down the street. You know, we kind of exhausted from doing the whole Zine Fest thing. And then there's this guy, and he's standing in front of my car, like this, like you know, an older, probably like in his late fifties, early sixties, like chubby white guy in a polo shirt and shorts with like, damn, with like that like white like sportscaster part haircut, you know? Yeah. And he's like in front of my car, and he's doing something. I can't really see. I'm just like. What, what the fuck's this guy doing? What, what's going on here? So like, I start kind of walking a little faster, and he like scurries off into his house, his big fucking you know museum district mansion, right? Like just runs into his garage and like pushes the button to make his thing come down so that we're not gonna have an interaction. Mm -hmm. What he's doing is he has these little stickers or pieces of paper that say, "According to the city of Houston, you're not allowed to park." Blah blah blah. Like this like nasty like little shitty note that he put on my car with a glue stick. Oh, really? Yeah. Destruction of private property. Like it, it, I mean, it was just like, it was little purple <laughs> Elmer's glue. It was nothing, but yeah. like, it made me mad. 
Like, it just really pissed me off that this guy was, like, such a douche nozzle and wasn't willing to have a conversation with me. Like, I could have had a totally pleasant, normal conversation with this guy. Well, he's the lucky one. If he had acted right, it could have been completely normal and not a problem at all. Yeah. But since he was a dick, you know, I crumbled it up and I threw it in his yard. But it just, it really, like, after, like, not having a great time at a thing I really thought I was going to have a great time at, you know, and having, like, coming back to that was just like, oh, God. Man, like it just kind of like fuck this whole thing you know? yeah which somebody drew a dick on my back windshield yeah that was me i'm sorry Fucking asshole. <laughs> uh yeah he's lucky you didn't peel out in his yard yeah that's i don't know I, I wanted to go back at night and duct tape his door shut but you know i'm 37 i can't do shit like that anymore <laughs> yeah um you could have put duct tape on his windshield or mm. Oh, no, he had his cars in his garage. His, oh, okay. His little fortress of solitude that he ran away into like a little fucking rat. We'll talk after the show. You remember where he lives, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we'll talk after Yeah, the it's show. like two miles from my house. I know exactly how to get there. All right. Not that I've Google mapped it several times or anything. <laughs> <laughs> we could put his address on blast, but... It is true. We got to think about that one. He yeah. can afford a lawyer. Mm. Um, What else? What else happened? I don't know, man. Like, after that, I was just like, you know, my depression just got kind of deeper like after like going to that man it just like it got worse you know i was like well shit i tried and <laughs> still sucked yeah. you know so sucks, I, I, yeah. I mean i just i gotta keep trying to do shit you know yeah and that's that's the only thing that's gonna like you know make me kind of enjoy shit more you know just because or not or maybe or maybe I'm, I just, I'm completely happy being a hermit yeah maybe i just need to be completely <laughs> like isolated from people i don't know i i am I mean, like a month shy of uh, putting on a muumu, no underwear, <laughs> and just painting. I mean, in my backyard, <laughs> that, that works, man. I mean, like you, you're like you're like the only person that like doesn't like live with me that I you know talk to pretty much <laughs> outside of like work, like necessary communication. You know? Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm not really here, Brendan. I'm just a optical illusion. Yeah. So I'm just in somebody's house right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, that guy's no. Bad. You're in my you're in my house, but I've been dead for several years. Oh God. Uh, <laughs> Um, what else? Let's talk about dreams. Dreams. We'll get started. Because, man, all right, something happened last week, and I kind of spilled the the beans to Jess about seeing things when I wake up. And, you know, actually, this happened twice in a month. So, okay, four times in maybe six months. Okay. Which makes me way more hallucinatory prone than i realized yeah uh but it all happens when i'm i'm awakened from a sleep so at like you know three four o'clock in the morning i'm I'm in a deep sleep i'm woken up by something i don't know what nothing yeah Yeah, i just wake up randomly maybe or maybe a dog's barking wakes me up but i I open my eyes and i see something i close my eyes (laughs) open them again and it's gone weird is that weird is that dreaming or is that like I don't know, man. That's that sounds like some creepy Slender Man shit or something. I don't know, dude. <laughs> oh, it's weird you say that. Okay, so my <laughs> first hallucination. Uh, I'm in bed. It's dark. Three, four o'clock in the morning. I open my eyes and I see this three and a half foot tall, maybe four feet tall, like critter. Yeah. Person like he's dressed in a a pilgrim outfit. Whoa. With a a big black rimmed hat. Wow. He has a cane. He's holding a cane. Oh, no. Uh, you know Walrus Man from Star Wars? Yeah. The action figure? Yeah. He looks like that. Huh. But instead of green skin, he has brown fur, big Weird. black eyes, 
and like these mandible looking things that are like real puffy. Ugh. It was cute. It was cute. <laughs> it wasn't like scary at all. Um, I'm scared. <laughs> but but the crazy thing about that was this thing is fucking 4K like s- computer animated like crazy. It looks fucking real. Wow. Like the buttons on the fucking collar, uh, the cane, everything looks incredible. <laughs> Okay. And I'm like, holy shit, my brain is awesome. (laughs) (laughs) My brain is awesome at special effects. Uh, So I see it like when I open my eyes and the first time I see it, it's walking past the doorway. Yeah. Like it came out of the room, out of the room I'm in and walked down the hall. I didn't see that much, but that's, you know, the direction it was going. Yeah. And it, and it's like looking right at me as it walked uh, and turns its head forward, you Mm -hmm. know? Yeah. But I'm only seeing it for like a split second while while I'm blinking. That's basically crazy. So it doesn't freak me out because, you know, it's gone. It's just, you know, it's a dream I'm having, right? Yeah. A month later, the exact same thing happens. <laughs> oh my god. The exact same thing. Uh you could see the wet in its eyes. Yeah. Uh you can see the fur on its face. Yeah. I mean, this thing is incredible. Uh-huh. <laughs> It's incredible. Uh, so I've never seen it since, you know, uh, fast forward like a month, you know, maybe two months. Uh, I open my eyes and so I can see through my bedroom door into the other room through the through that door and out a window. Yeah. Because we have like these uh, fog, these uh, floodlights mounted on our, our roof under a roof. Yeah. And it shines light, a little bit of light through the window. I could have sworn I saw a bald man's head, a Hispanic bald man bending over, like, I guess, getting tools to pick our lock or whatever, uh, getting ready to break in the house. Maybe yeah. through that window that I saw him through. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I nudge Jess and I'm like, hey, hey, there's somebody outside. And she's like, what? And I'm like, shh, be quiet. <laughs> <laughs> there's somebody outside. So I sit up. Yeah. I'm like turning my head the right way so that I could could clearly make out the shape of whatever it is. I have to get out of bed and focus like, what, what am I looking at? Yeah. You know? And she's like, get your gun, get your gun. And I'm like, hold on. I got to, you know, I don't know what, yeah. I don't know if what I'm seeing is real because I need glasses, you know? Right. I don't have my glasses on. It's fucking the middle of the night. I straighten out in bed i go into the hallway and whatever it was i saw wasn't there yeah like it was just shapes you know that's wow uh so i go back to bed it's nothing you know i go out the next morning there's no evidence of anything happening at all Mm -hmm. the back storm doors locked the windows not tampered with at all two weeks ago (laughs) i opened my eyes this is fucking crazy dude and i don't know maybe i'm just admitting that I need to get on medication. I think you have a brain tumor. <laughs> I might. Um, I open my eyes. It's light in the room. And I see a, a fist-sized wad of uh, horse flies. Hmm. Like flies just yeah. fucking crawling all over each other in midair. Ugh. And I close my eyes and open it, open them again and it's gone. So, what the fuck? Like, I know there, there's a chemical in your brain... Is it oxytocin or whatever that that uh that helps you your brain like imagine stuff while you're dreaming? I don't remember what it's called, but uh 
it's crazy, man. Yeah. Like, I can't believe I feel lucky in a way, but scared in another way. Yeah. But I've also like figured out that I don't really dream all that much. Do you dream a lot? Um, yeah, I kind of do. And what's kind of what's really funny, actually, that we're even talking about the subject is the other night I had something and I remembered everything that the person that I was talking to in my dream said. So I wrote it all down. Oh, really? And it's all right here. Oh, please, <laughs> please read it. I mean, it, it, it's actually this, this isn't everything. This is just like little phrases that I remember sticking out. Yeah. Like, I don't specifically remember what the dream was, but I know I was walking around like kind of downtown Houston around like where the Fiesta is at, you know, like, like right there off of like, uh, like 59 and Fannin. like, a, like I'm 50, yeah, 59 and Fannin, like kind of like on the edges of downtown. Yeah. And there was like this like homeless guy in my dream and he kept just saying crazy things like, uh, here's, dude, here's, if you are in a homeless man's dream, that would be really, weird. that would be insane. Yeah. You got to find that guy and ask him, yeah. do you, do I look familiar? <laughs> Well, yeah, maybe I saw the dude like because I was riding my bike down there the other day, and like maybe that's maybe we like mind melded or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see. One of the things he said was, uh, "Just went to a concert in like seventh grade, and whoosh." That's what he said. That's what he said to me. Wow. Like he got his mind blown or whatever. Yeah. He said, "Yeah, I like live around here and I ride my bike a lot. And when I get my pizza attacks, I go over there." Pizza attacks? He Pe- said that. He said that in my dream. Oh man! When he gets his pizza attacks, he goes over there. And let's see, uh, what else is that? I had no idea what time it was until I looked at the time and I was like, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) And then, uh, let's see, uh, a lot of weird energy around this evening. That was another one. Uh, let's see. You really love the Simpsons. (laughs) That sounds like a Simpsons character. Uh, how much of that information do you really need? That was another one of his quotes. Uh, my hero on a Coke Zero. Damn. Which I rem- I know exactly where that came from because like on the Coke Zero hands it says like my hero. Like for some reason my brain kept onto that. Yeah. And then the last one is a uh, cash only. Fuck computers. Damn. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Yeah. There's just those are little phrases that I remembered from my. You should write around. the. Well, you did type them down, but you should uh draw that. Well, I, I like popped up out of bed and I was like, I need all of that right now. Yeah. And like, I, for some reason had the presence of mind to like do this. <laughs> yeah. That's great, man. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad I thought to keep all of that. Well, <clears throat> all of this remind, I mean, it didn't remind me, but, uh, at zine fest, that guy, uh, Richard Alexander, who I talked about at the, uh, zine fest panel at a uh, comic palooza. Yeah. The guy that does the stuff <clears throat> on the plates. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I I've been fascinated with that guy because I had one issue of his comic mm-hmm. that he did in like, I want to say like 97 or something like that. Yeah. And uh, he was at Zine Fest this year. So I picked up three issues of his uh, more recent stuff. Yeah. And his issues are a dollar each. Right. And it's full color, ba- uh, spiral bound. I don't understand how he does it for a dollar, but. Yeah. Uh, so I felt kind of bad. Um, because <clears throat> at Comic Palooza, I talked about him in a heroic way. Yeah. Like, this guy is fucking awesome. Uh, and I said, you know, I talked about his book being, like, insane. Yeah. Like, what he does is the work of a crazy person. Right. And I said that not knowing anything about the guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, because his, you know, you look at his, his book, and it's not violent. It's not, nothing about it is, like, bad yeah. in any way whatsoever but there's just a certain mania to it yes and it reminded me of uh american psycho like his crazy drawings yeah. in his in his desk mm-hmm. 
but not not in a not like murderous. X-rated, it's just no, like, yeah. no, 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 not. It's just like someone that's really trying to get an idea out real quick. Yeah, and you know maybe anyway. So that guy was there. Yeah, and I bought three of his books. They're as crazy as the the last stuff I bought. Mm-hmm. So creative. It's like it's amazing yeah. what he's done. It, what he does. It's he's more, an older guy. It's more Daniel Johnston than American Psycho. Yes, yes, a great way to put that. Um, so I talked to him a little bit. Yeah, I said, "Hey, I'm I'm a big fan of your stuff. I have one of your older books. Uh, here's, you know, let me let me get let me get a few of these." And I gave him a five, and I picked out three. And he's like, "Yeah, take these." He started p- piling on a couple more. Yeah, I was like, "Ah, oh, and I, I was just gonna get these three. Can I, you know, can I have some change?" He's like, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah." Uh, and he showed me his a picture of his living room yeah. right now. Right, and it has a like a mountain of boxes filled with his comic books. Wow. Like he just, I don't know. He must work for a printer or something. Yeah. Or maybe he owns a print shop. Yeah, I don't know. But, uh, and the word I keep using over and over again is crazy, which I use for everything. So I'm not yeah. like trying to call this guy out for being nuts. But when I got home, I looked at these and I was like, man, look, you know, showing Jess, like this guy's just insane. Yeah. You know, and I'm throwing that word around. Just looks him up. He's all of his work is based on a period of uh, when he went psychotic. Wow. And he started hallucinating um, sounds and experiences. Yeah. That he thought were real. Hmm. There's the connection to ah, my dreaming. Yeah. So it made me think like, ah, uh, I've been waking up and hallucinating, you yeah. know, uh, pretty frequently lately. I hope. You know, I wonder. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it just made me think. And uh yeah, that's the connection. But this guy this guy's stuff is so good. Yeah. And I, I feel really fortunate that he was there this year because I really enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Have you seen his work before? Yeah, I've seen some of it. It's yeah. like it's it's so fucking cool that uh you know, I mentioned him at Comic Palooza, which was in March, right? Yeah. And all of a sudden he shows up and he's like right down the, the aisle from me. Yeah. Yeah, it's like cool you got to like talk to him and stuff and like yeah uh yeah. Oh, it's so crazy and there I go again <laughs> um but yeah and that period of hallucinations he was having he said his uh his meds stopped working wow. like oh, randomly no. yeah like just stopped and that was like a whole period of him trying to mm-hmm. get things back together wow but yeah if you uh if you ever want to read something interesting check out uh Richard Alexander. He's you can he's on Wikipedia, I think. Is he really? Yeah. Huh. Older older gentleman. But yeah, pretty cool. Yeah. Who did you say he was a mix of? Uh I, I just said he was more like Daniel Johnston than like American it's Psycho. Like, yeah. It's like if Daniel Johnston uh, illustrated American Splendor. Ah, okay. Kind of reads that way, you know. Yeah. But the way this guy lays out everything, it's in a circle. Yeah, it's like circular and it's like around because the Because he draws them yeah. all on paper plates. It's, it's crazy. It's, it's insane. Yeah. <laughs> like the way he words everything is like spiraled in, yeah. into into the the uh the panels. It's it's just amazing. Mm. I, I'm turning into a big fan of that guy. Yeah. But yeah, let's hope that uh my hallucinations are nothing serious. Hey, maybe you need to like start, you know, keeping a journal of that stuff. I drew what I saw. It's it's like I think that that's I think that's important. That's valuable, you know. You should you should definitely be documenting that stuff. To <laughs> My fucking psychiatrist. You know, like no, just you know, it's it's important. Like whenever you get something like that, you know, that's not you know, it's so not ma- nothing. That's for sure. So many people are just like influenced by 
movies they saw and books they read and you know toys and you know whatever else you know like all these like pop pop culture yeah yeah so whenever you get things like that just from the ether like you gotta take that you gotta use that for something because other people didn't get that yeah you know and that and that 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 thing that you got is your chance to put something out there also into the ether for other people you know yeah and like who who knows what that inspires you know well I mean, you should have to take drugs to see this kind of stuff. <laughs> but it, it turns out, I mean, when this happened to ancient cultures, what would happen? You know, it, it becomes folklore or nothing, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess. Yeah. I mean, the chupacabra came from somewhere. Right. What do you call a little man in a pilgrim outfit that looks like a hairy cricket? <laughs> you know, it's weird. I don't know, man. I mean, you saw it, so I guess you're the one that gets to name it. I don't know. Let's uh, let's put it out to the public and see what they come up with. I don't know, man. I don't know about the public. Sometimes, <laughs> I don't. I don't have a lot of good experiences with the public. All right. Um, what else we got? Anything? Anything uh, going on? I don't know, man. Not. I'm going to see Iron Maiden for the first time ever. That's I've, awesome. I've never seen them. Yeah. And I, I've. I've paid them so much money over the years <laughs> buying yeah. their records and videos and all that shit. I mean, go see them, dude. Because like, I I never went to see Slayer, and now they're they're done. You know? Are they done? Done. Oh wow. Yeah, they're 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 retiring. They're old men. Yeah. <laughs> well, so is Iron Maiden. They're yeah, they're probably older, right? Yeah, they've probably definitely taken better care of themselves, though. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to see uh, Flying Lotus. Not. Oh yeah, I guess it's this, this Friday. Friday yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 I'm, I'm really excited about that like That's cool i've never seen him but like i've been a huge fan for years and i saw him whenever whenever that day for night fest like uh the year that like apex twin played and like i was watching lightning bolt with my friend cj and like i just looked over and he was like over there i was like dude it's flying lotus and like i didn't go talk to him and i regret it to this day yeah like he was just like standing there like with some girl or whatever enjoying and, like, the same yeah, show j- you were just like watching the show and i could have just like went and talked to him like a dude and just been like hey all your like, stuff blah, 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 you know just gotten that out of my system yeah and i didn't do it and i totally regret it but i don't know well yeah you might be within spitting distance of yeah friday there's like a little part yeah. of me that wants to go like lurk record stores and see if i run into him oh really <laughs> yeah. you know stake him out with so your I'm, friends I'm, sh- I'm sure he's gonna dig you know when he's in town yeah i don't know we'll see maybe we'll uh <laughs> i don't know <laughs> i'm not even gonna say that out loud no, no. uh <laughs> what are we gonna do right now let's uh, let's uh let's do some news huh let's do some tenfold tirade tenfold tire. yeah there we go what do we got brennan okay so i guess apparently the fbi is seeking tools to monitor social media and detect mass shooters before they strike uh yeah i mean the thing that's funny about this is whenever i was i I remember hearing about this this in the news or whatever and whenever i started researching it I found another article that said the FBI will neither confirm nor deny the fact that they're monitoring people's social medias. Yeah. Like, so why do they need to publicly announce that they want tools to monitor mass shootings? <laughs> like, um, well, probably because they, they're tired of talking to Homeland Security. I, I guess so. Maybe. <laughs> or maybe they want the same tools as other government agencies, yeah. such as the NSA. Maybe. I mean, it, it says that it's, it's, it's not clear what kind of tools they actually want or whatever but i guess they think that they can like monitor keywords and stuff like that and you know maybe start profiling people and i mean the tool we're gonna wind up on a mass shooter list game <laughs> uh, well 
they're going to be sorry. <laughs> I don't know what to say. Flowers by Irene is going to be parked out in front of this place on Tuesday oh, nights. <laughs> Flores. Um, yeah, they're, they're, they're just... All they have to do is access... I mean, Facebook can, can spy... Facebook and Google already do everything that the FBI wants. Right. So all they need to do is get access to, to Google yeah. and, and uh, Facebook. Well, the thing is that, you know... One thing that Zuckerberg is actually doing right is not cooperating with the feds on that kind of stuff, you know? I mean... I mean, he's at least making them work for it. You know, he's not just outright giving them access to Probably because the CIA doesn't want the FBI (laughs) to have that shit. Yeah. The CIA helped Facebook get started, you know? Yeah. So anyway, yeah, that's that's your your government, you know, trying to keep you safe. (laughs) Yeah. What else we got, Brennan? Okay, uh... So, I don't know if you've seen this, but apparently there are three people in line that are trying to run for president against Donald Trump on the prim- on the Republican primary ticket, right? Yeah. To my knowledge, has this ever... I mean, this has never been done before, right? Um, I don't... A party's incumbent has had challengers? You know, I'm not 100% sure. I, I, I don't have all the information about that. Yeah. However, uh, what's happening now is... Because the way that the Republican Party kind of like delegates its powers, uh, states can decide whether or not they're going to allow those primaries to happen. And so far, I think four states have decided that they're not going to allow these like these challengers to run against Donald Trump. Right. Yeah. So uh, he has uh, three primary challengers. Uh, They won't be given a chance to compete in at least four states after Republicans decided to scrap presidential nominating contest in favor of supporting trump uh let's see the parties of nevada south carolina kansas and arizona are not allowing you know primaries to happen they're they're saying it's under the guise of like you know saving money or whatever but uh i think south carolina you know it only stands to save 1.2 million dollars you know (laughs) for running these primaries right um let's see uh yeah you know obviously trump is like i don't even know why they're running against me they're all only you know, they're all pulling at less than 1%, you know, proclaiming it's a publicity stunt, blah, blah, blah. Uh, yeah, so basically, the Republican Party is not allowing people to choose whether or not they want Donald Trump to run for a second term. Right. Yeah. So th- it's interesting this is happening because on the Democratic side, they are not allowing Tulsi Gabbard into the next round of uh, debates. Really? Because she's polling at less than 3%. Right. On the polls that the democrats choose the the dnc chooses really so you can look at other polls and tulsi is neck and neck with uh kamala harris yeah but the polls that they chose she's not Mm -hmm. so it's kind of weird and you know that those rules are being challenged and the dnc's uh defense is that it's a club so it doesn't have to answer to the american people (laughs) or even its voters Right. They can make up whatever random rules they want to. Right. Which is what they did last time. Yeah. That's... So, man, we are not a free country. Not at all, no. Not at all. There's no. like, I mean, it's like slamming you in the face. Right. I, I can't even imagine what the next election is going to look like. I mean, I, I don't even understand why we're having primaries. You know, <laughs> like, it doesn't make sense. If... You know, 535 people are ultimately going to decide who is actually the president anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, why are we even going through the dog and pony show? It doesn't, I don't know. Man, um, I can't remember the guy's name, but he's a Republican and he has an eye patch. Uh, Dan, uh, I'm blanking on his name, but yeah, I, I make fun of him on Twitter all the time. 
<laughs> so uh, he was on Rogan not too long ago, and some of the stuff he was saying was like just ridiculous. Yeah. Like propaganda. Oh yeah. You of know. Course. And do you know he's like a senator for like Humble, like right down the street. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah. He's t- he's Texas. He's like right Holy down the street. Shit. Like, like his district like wraps around Intercontinental Airport. No shit. Yeah. Wow. I didn't realize that. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. So Rogan ha- Rogan had him on. And you could tell this guy was like, he's a junior senator. He's only, he just got elected. Mm -hmm. But already it seems like he is well-versed in uh, the spin of the right, you know? Yeah. And the way he communicates, it seems like a very reasonable, uh, even-handed way of of thinking, Mm -hmm. you know? But to someone that, that knows how propaganda is spun, it's like ridiculous. Yeah. And he was not questioned on any of any of that at all. I mean, the language he used uh, talking about Tulsi Gabbard in particular was that she was an isolationist <laughs> because she didn't want all these the seven wars we're in. Yeah, to ha- to continue, she's an isolationist. Mm-hmm. Uh, how many bases do we have around the world? Exactly, like hundreds, yeah. hundreds, and hundreds and hundreds. Too many. Uh, and to to call that. I mean, if I were in the room, I would be like, you know, saying you prefer an empire yeah. with an iron fist invading all these countries. It's just insane. Well, we we could feasibly go talk to him. <laughs> I don't want to. I'm scared. Oh, it's raining. Oh, nice. Oh. I don't know, man. It's so easy. You know, if you know what to look for and listen to, mm-hmm. it's so easy to combat the bad ideas that are being thrown about in public. You right. know, like, uh... Neil deGrasse Tyson was on Rogan. Ugh. And yes, I listen to Rogan. Clearly. Don't don't <laughs> fucking cut me out of your life. Uh Neil deGrasse Tyson was on. Um he's an astrophysicist. He's an yet, astro asshole. But he's answering all these questions about uh science that he has no expertise in. Right. And he's answering them emphatically. Like I'm I'm not a scientist. I do hold a degree in applied sciences. <laughs> but he answered a, a question about Tesla. And you could tell that he wasn't educated on on any kind of history of what that guy dreamt of. You right. Know? Um, it's like I don't know, man. It seems like people are, are reading out of the same books, and all those books are just propaganda. Yeah. It's and I'm not even. Well, there's like a whole industry of that though, like of people that can speak confidently and say whatever you know, whatever party that's writing their paycheck wants them to say, you know? Right. There, there's so much of that. You see that on the, like the internet and, you know, in the media, it's, 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 it's an entire like section of the economy. You know, it's, it's the propaganda wing. It's marketing, you know? Yeah. And he's just another one of those talking heads, man. He, he got in early and you know, now he's one of those dudes. It's crazy. He's in the club. And he, you know, he was talking about, he was talking about energy technology and its limitations. Like it was, too big of a, ne- a negative to overcome. Mm-hmm. Like we might have that in the future, right? But not today, when the entire planet could be run on solar. <laughs> today, if anybody had the will to do it, yeah, uh, yeah, maybe that's a uh, what do you call it? A lefty talking point. Yeah, <laughs> but there is a lot of truth behind. We're not as fucking dumb <laughs> technologically as yeah. uh, the right would would say that we are. Anyway, anyway, what else we got next? What do we got next? Okay, so this just Listen happened. to the guy that hallucinates every night. <laughs> I'll solve all your problems. So, uh, so this just happened. Uh, John Bolton 
no longer the national security advisor. Yeah. He says he quit. Trump says he was fired. Can I just say, I think you could be John Bolton for next Halloween. Thanks. Your hair's a little too short now yeah. to do it this year, but I think you could do it, man. Yeah. You have yeah. the same kind of like face shape. Square head. Yeah. The, the Northern <laughs> European square head. Exactly. Lego man. Yeah. Thanks. I guess. You be John Bolton. I'll, I'll do Chris Christie. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? I don't want to be going around explaining that costume all night. Come on, it'd be fucking hilarious. For who? <laughs> Me. <laughs> uh, okay, yeah, so... Uh, Your Jess can be Hillary. My Jess can be... Who can my Jess be? Can't think of anybody. No. Kamala Harris. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, what are we talking about? Okay, so I guess apparently last night... Uh, what is it called when he's fired, but he quit at the same time? I, I don't know. I mean, you know... It, it sounds like it was a you can't fire me because I quit kind of deal. Yeah. But yeah, supposedly they had a conversation last night. I guess there have been a lot of like inner, a lot of infighting about what's going on with, you know, uh, just internet, like how the president is interacting with like all these dictators and things like that. It's, it's, it's not, you know, John Bolton obviously wants to just bomb them all and yeah. Trump wants to negotiate with all of them. And right. it, it, there's a lot of conflict there as, as far as, you know, international relations. And, you know, I guess you can't hire a guy that's going to drag his feet when he wants to do what he wants to do. Right. Not what you want him to do. Yeah. He, he really just wanted a yes man and not a guy that, like, yeah. you know, has been trying to bomb Iran since the God 70s. knows when. Yeah. yeah. And so the way that Bolton tells it is that he said, well, I guess my, I, he like uh, offered to resign. And Trump said, we'll talk about it in the morning. Well, apparently, I guess like uh, Trump is, he tweeted that he told Bolton that he was fired. His services were no longer needed. So now they've been going at it all day, going so far as to where uh, I guess like uh, John Bolton actually texted one of the anchors on Fox and Friends or something like that while they were telling the story on the air Mm -hmm. and was telling the guy, you know, make sure you let everyone know that I quit. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Which, first of all, can you imagine? You shouldn't be that close to the media. That's horrible. Yeah. yeah, You shouldn't have a direct line to people that are supposed to be covering you objectively. Well, before he was, uh, he was a paid talking. Yeah, he uh, he was a talking head on the channel. Yeah. What's just like uh, Oliver North is right now. Yeah. Um, fucking coke. Can you imagine uh, Trump in the middle of the night, like pacing back and forth, sweating, like trying not to tweet the world that he fired John Bolton? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> After he made the decision, of course. But yeah. Man, it must suck to work for the White House right now. Yeah, I can imagine. How many people have like quit or been fired, you know? Yeah, like, I mean, several press secretaries, you know, multiple heads of the Department of Homeland Security. I think three of those. Mm-hmm. Like, I guess the only person that's really hanging out is like Rick Perry. <laughs> he's the third guy in three years, right? Yeah, he's like yeah. the third guy in the position because the guy's an idiot. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, Rick Perry, I don't think is going anywhere. Nah, man. He's always got to go back to his dancing with the stars. Man. He's too busy doing nothing anyway. Yeah. Can't make waves if you're not moving. Uh, Rick Perry is in charge of nuclear energy policy right now. Yeah, I know. <sighs> yeah, I'm, I'm glad John Bolton's out of there because he's just toxic yeah, for the country he's a terrible human being he deserves to burn at the stake honestly yeah <sighs> him and mccain kinda, yeah kind of the same type of people i think yep uh what else we got okay <laughs> oh this was a good one yeah so a pastor dies after 30 days of fasting trying to beat jesus's record <laughs> yeah <laughs> <He> died <laughs> there are pictures of him being carried away on a 
a fucking gurney. Yeah, wrapped in a sheet. Yeah. Okay, South African pastor uh, Alfred Indelovu has died of malnutrition after going without food for 30 days when he tried to emulate Jesus Christ and fast for 40 days and 40 nights. All right, point number one. If you're African, don't fast. You're already fasting. Well... (laughs) Nice. I don't know how much South, he had to eat, but South, I'm pretty dude, sure he was a skinny dude. South Africa is a very different situation. It's not, you know. He died of malnutrition. Yeah, because he didn't eat for 30 days. Yeah, I don't know, man. <sighs> I don't know. <laughs> okay, so it says a uh, 44-year-old pastor left his home on June 17th for a nearby uh, for a nearby bush to have prayers, just like Jesus did, attempting to equal or break Jesus Christ's record of fasting for 40 days. He uh, died just a, died after just a month, despite having no history of illness. He was alone in the wilderness, and his body was found by a stranger, who then called the police. Uh, he was known by his community and family as at large as a various being a very spiritual person. Uh, he could move, say, uh, his faith could move his mountains. Faith could move mountains, and his death surprised everyone, even church members. Yeah, you need to eat. You just need to eat. Yeah, dude. I mean, you know. Some of those stories might have been a little bit exaggerated. You think? Yeah, yeah. Don't, don't fucking walk on water. Yeah. And don't starve yourself. It's not good, man. Nope. If you get crucified, you're probably not coming back. Jesus probably ran behind some trees and had a loaf of bread. Look. You know? Even Walt Whitman's mother was baking him pies throughout Walton. So, <laughs> come on. Don't. Don't tempt fate. Yeah. Don't, don't do everything you read in a book, man. You're just one of those people that died doing dumb shit. Yep. All right. Florida man, hashtag Florida man. Florida man does something positive? <laughs> That's why they didn't say flash, fat flash tag. Uh, hashtag Florida man. It's just Florida space man. Florida space man. And not space man. Uh, <laughs> Florida he, space man. <laughs> he, uh... <laughs> Cape Canaveral man. The only reason he's technically Florida man is because he wanted to remain anonymous. Yeah. He, he, so now you got to lump him in with all the speed freaks and fucking people doing crocodile. <laughs> crocodile. <laughs> trying to eat someone's face off. <laughs> but yeah, let's let's talk about this guy who wears a shirt, blue shirt and matching Crocs. Yeah. Perfectly matching Crocs, by the way. Mm-hmm. Like his, and his toes match his khaki shorts. Man. <laughs> Could we be looking at a cult leader? Eh, possibly. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, a Jackson Mill <laughs> man. We're just fucking shitting yeah, on we're this just, guy. We're just like shitting on this guy that did like an amazing good deed. Yeah. Let's just read his story. Okay, so Jacksonville, Florida man who was trying to remain not remain anonymous and still is, at least in name, was spotted dropping $45,000 on 100 generators for survivors of Her- Hurricane Dorian in the Bahamas last week. Uh, caught surrepti- surreptitiously by a Facebook user. The unidentified man also bought a few thousand dollars worth of food and supplies, and uh, so which brought his total to fifty thousand dollars. He bought, you know, a bunch of frozen vegetables and beans, coffee, salt, you know, essentials. Yeah, I don't think they were frozen. They were probably yeah. canned. So yeah, this guy just went out of the kindness of, of his heart, probably having been through several hurricanes, and just like dropped insane amounts of money on these people, like to help them. Yeah, and man, God bless you, Florida, man, because. Not all I mean, Florida men are equal. Yeah, I mean, ha- having been through you know a pretty bad hurricane myself, and you know had my home destroyed, you know it's it's when when people will come out like that, dude. That's that's huge for people. You know, that's yeah. a big deal. And you know, just like that little gesture, like will keep you going for months. You know, just yeah. somebody helping you. You know, word. I mean, j- like just what you did for those people, just providing hope is huge. Yeah. yeah. 
So Genera- God- generators are great too because multiple people can use them. Yeah. I mean, imagine you just hooking up refrigeration, you yeah. know? That's going to be massive, mm-hmm. you know? Just being up like every little thing that like, you know, you take for granted, you know, you lose whenever that happens. Yeah. So like the first time you're able to just like take a hot shower is like, "Oh god, thank you," you know? Yeah. So I mean, man, God bless you, Florida, man. God fucking bless you. Uh, what else we got? That's, that's all, it. That's, that's it for the news. That's what we got for the news. So, friend question. Are we doing that again? Yeah, that's that's all right. Here we go. I'm pretty sure we do murder and mayhem right now. <laughs> yeah. So, friend questions kind of got a little bit sidetracked this week. Yeah, uh, I kind of. Was a little maybe too specific about friend questions, but we got a lot of uh, we got a lot of comments. Friend comments, yeah. So I, th- I think you should probably set this up. All right, Pixel Sate. Wait, okay. What I asked was, we're taking dream, we're talking dreams on the show tonight. Share your weird ones in the comments. And the first comment is by Pixel Sapien, uh, Jason. Yeah, Jason Cowan. Jason Cowan. Uh, when I was ten years old, I had a dream that my brother, eight years old at the time. And I were walking down the street when a car drove by, and they shot me in the throat. I fell down and started to choke while my brother tried to help me. Then I woke up. The weird thing is that this is a recurring dream I've had ever since, but in the dream, I am always my current age while my brother remains eight years old trying to help me. Hmm. I've probably had the same dream a hundred times. Wow. That's pretty weird, dude. Sounds super fake, and I don't believe it at all. <laughs> um, no, he, he's told me about this before. No, that actually. is crazy, yeah. man. Um, yeah, that's crazy. Well, I, I think that people like have uh, anxiety dreams, like like they have like certain characters and things like that pop up whenever you know, like you're going through something or whatever. And I think like there, a lot of times, recurring dreams are just that, like your your brain is just manifesting, you know, whatever, like dealing with whatever thing that you're going through at the time, and just assigning it to this thing you know and like having to deal with this specific situation every single time yeah and yeah maybe if your uh brother was a surgeon yeah um you wouldn't have this dream over and over again well i mean you just sew that shit right up and it'll be on your way his brother's kind of a surgeon he 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 retouches photos like for like catalogs and stuff like that he's a graphic designer (laughs) that is nothing (laughs) that does nothing (laughs) he he uses a healing brush oh okay (laughs) yeah patch that right up yeah uh to keep that going let me read this one uh accordia what accord accord ira there we go 38 uh the other day i was dreaming that my teeth were falling out but i had dental implants so my actual teeth were behind the implants and they seem to be pushing them out well i wake up in real life and look at my phone and i have a follow request from some company on instagram that do dental implants it may sound kind of wow. lame, but the timing is uncanny. It, it's almost like they may have put the dream in my head. Mm. Certainly, they haven't found a way to advertise like that, right? Uh, I don't know. They're getting better and better all the time, dude. Yeah, they it's yeah they can kind of anticipate things that you're going to do. It's a little weird. It is weird. There's a, a Netflix documentary on this right now. Yeah. I forget what it's called, but yeah, it's weird, man. Yeah. Don't worry. Like if, if you heard us talking about it, it's probably going to pop up in your advertisements. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, so yeah. what do you got, Brennan? I don't have anything, man. Nobody commented on what? Any- Are you serious? I got nothing, dude. Jesus. Like nobody. No, no questions. No comments. Nothing. Facebook shut down on you, huh? Yeah. The algorithm was not kind. All right. So let's see. <clears throat> Jessica Puck Tapia 
says, I have dreams that I remember and describe vividly to people, then they come true. Simple stuff usually. The biggest one was when my aunt tore down her house and built a new one on the property. It was a two-story house painted white with turquoise trim. I had described that house to my mother two years before. That's pretty nuts. That's weird. Yeah. That's called premonition, <laughs> I think. I'm no expert. Uh, let's see. Erica Rochelle says, Once I had a dream that I was back in the trailer I grew up in and there were alligators everywhere. I can identify with this dream. Uh, I have to save my mom from them by jumping on furniture and stabbing them in the head with a knife. Then there was a rabid witch that was trying to bite my mom and I had to kill the witch. Yeah. I also used to have dreams I would fly down the stairs and into the dryer. <laughs> wow. She also says, or the one where your significant other cheats on you and you wake up pissed. Those are hilarious. Yeah, that's always a fun one to deal with. Man, I had a reoccurring dream about alligators for years. Hmm. And like the same the same dream over and over again. Um, I would be alone in, in my grandparents' house and I would be in the backyard looking into the concrete ditch they have yeah. back there. It's a drainage ditch. And... uh I would be looking and it, it would be raining and that the concrete wasn't there anymore. It was all mud, like really yeah. deep, like monster truck mud, you know? Yeah. But wetter. And these alligators would start moving in the mud and coming out of the mud, Ugh. like hundreds of them, God. giant ones. And uh, so I would take steps back because, you know, I didn't want to fall in. And the more I would walk backwards, alligators would come out of the 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 ground yeah like they would wiggle their way out of the ground through the mud Ugh. in the backyard so all of a sudden i'm fucking running away from all these giant alligators mm -hmm. so they get into the house i jump up on stuff and i'm like it's no longer my grandparents house it's more like a gas station right uh so i'm jumping up and up and crawling on over things while they're like snapping at me i crawl out of a window that's high up off the ground, you know, like like a bathroom window mm -hmm. at a gas station. I don't yeah. know. It's where they always escape from in the movies. Right. Uh, and I jump in a car, which is a convertible. I've never driven a convertible before. Uh, and I'm I'm suddenly driving down like Route, route 66, like the Pacific right. uh, Highway. And uh, the ocean is to my right and a a crocodile or alligator the size of a blue whale is like surfacing out of the water and like Jesus. like swimming really fast as i'm driving like 50 miles an hour uh and i had that same dream that's when i wake up but i had that same dream like at least 10 times yeah i mean jeez it's pretty nuts uh i've also had another alligator dream but i can't think of it right now anyway what else we got you got nothing i got nothing. i got nothing um let's see Bunch of weirdos talking about their weird dreams yeah it's, it's that kind of episode yeah uh original kimmy says i'm a lucid dreamer and i recall clearly some vivid ones from childhood i was about four and dreamt that i came home around dusk from playing with the neighborhood kids only to find famous rock icons kiss <laughs> playing a concert in my living room uh i hurried past them to my room because they were creepy <laughs> and eventually you're not wrong and eventually they fell asleep. Oh, they left and I fell asleep. Meta. Uh, I then dreamt Inception style that a corny Count Chocula looking vampire came and stuffed me into a child-sized coffin. 
while I seemed to have sleep paralysis with that dream, and I wheeled it on a dolly to an inexplicably nearby cliff where I tossed it over the edge, complete with awesome falling sensation. Hmm. No, he he was tossed over the yeah, edge. Like through the- Man, I am not good at reading right now. I think I'm going to skip the rest of this. Sorry, dude. Uh, yeah, that's crazy. I love dreams, man. The more creative, the better. Uh, they're, they're, uh, they're where the brain goes to poop. Yeah, they're food. For, they're poop for the imagination. Uh, how about some murder and mayhem, huh? All right. Eh? Okay, uh, murder and mayhem. I'm, you know, I, I, obviously I like people. I like stories about people being murdered by science and people dying, you know, because of their inventions and, you know, like, basically, you know, uh, you know, I, I like the story of Icarus flying too high and getting too close to the sun. You know what I mean? It's what people would call hashtag creepypasta. Eh, no, no, no. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Not, not even close. <laughs> You're completely wrong, Gabriel. <laughs> That's not what that is. Okay. Anyway, I like I just like stories of like science gone wrong. And this is the story of the first men to die in space. Uh this happened in 1971. It was uh, a Russian cosmonaut mission. It was the Soyuz 11. Uh they launched a spacecraft on June 6th, of 1971 from the Baikonur Cosmodrome in C- central Kazakhstan. Uh the reason they were going up there is because there was a mission that went uh to this uh it was a space station. It's called called the Salyut. It was a very kind of primitive international space station, and uh, uh, it's more like a primitive Skylab. Primitive Skylab. Okay, Wh- whatever makes you feel better. And they, because uh, you know, Russia at the time, their 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 whole space program was like really big on the idea of getting into space, and then staging on a, another craft, and using that as a jumping point for like further exploration, like launching satellites and doing you know deeper space. That's that that was Russia's big goal. Like particularly like in the seventies and eighties, and they had this uh, space station that was out there, and they sent a mission up there, uh, the Soyuz ten, and it was unable to successfully dock with the station. Like there was something that was wrong with like the interlocking system from like like that was going to dock them from the space station to the craft so that they could actually get on. You know, like it's one of the lamest reasons to yeah, abort I, a mission. I, I guess they didn't like leave the key under the mat or something. I don't right. know. So can you imagine spending all that time, effort, and money? to get there but then like the door's locked <laughs> ah, we can't get in somebody is going to die <laughs> for making this mistake i mean one time when i was like 15 me and my friends tried to go to a, my friend's parents beach house one time and like his parents were supposed to bring us the key but his dad got too drunk and we ended up not getting the key oh man and we ended up having to like sleep on galveston beach in the rain damn <laughs> i imagine it was probably kind of like that wow <laughs> anyway so Soyuz 10 didn't work out. They were unable to dock. So uh, on June 7th, they, you know, on June 6th, they sent another mission, the Soyuz 11, and they were able to successfully dock on June 7th. Uh, they were on board for 22 days. Everything in the mission went right. Everything, you know, was working. You know, they, they did 140 experiments, I think, whenever they were up there. Like they, they did a bunch of like different, like they were just, you know, doing like physical tests and where they would monitor the, the body's reactions in space like that because you know their their goals were deeper space so that's all the science that they were doing space while they were was there. still new at yeah. that time 
So uh, they were up there for 22 days. Everything pretty well, you know, goes okay. And then on June 30th, uh, they, well, I guess it was June 29th, they actually departed. And then June 30th, uh, Moscow time, they had a normal, normal re-entry. You know, the parachute deployed on the module like it was supposed to. And it looked like everything was going fine as far as they're, you know, returning to, to Earth. Yeah. Um, you know, there was no obvious outward damage to the aircraft whatsoever, aside from, uh, I guess there was like a bump on the side, but, you know, whatever. No big deal. Well, it turns out what happened was whenever they were descending, and what's crazy is you can see this on YouTube. Like, there's there's a lot of footage out there of this accident yeah. happening. And, like, you can see on YouTube, like, there's like a, like, the this, this shuttle, I mean, not the shuttle, the, like, the capsule was like, you know, parachuting down or whatever. And the guys, they're not wearing spacesuits at the time. Like, they used to not do that. Mistake number one. <laughs> Well, because they were in this like depressurized cabin and like right. everything was, you know, everything, everything was like optimized for them to be fine whenever they right. were descending to the earth. But you can see like the footage on YouTube, like they're just like sitting there and all of a sudden, like you kind of see one of them, like kind of look up and like reach up and then the footage ends. What was happening was there was like a, a locking module on the top of the capsule that failed and like something broke loose and the top, that top hatch blew off. And somebody, the guy that would like looked up and like reached up was trying to like stop that thing from flying off or whatever. Oh, wow. And what ends up happening is like on their descent, the cabin completely depressurizes and they, you know, basically get the bends, you know, like whenever you're like in deep space, like you're in deep underwater and like you come up too fast Uh and like the pressure just like completely throws off their entire cardiopulmonary systems. Yeah. And they were dead like before they hit the ground. Like within one minute, I think it said that I think, yeah, the the hatch blows, the guy reaches within like 45, like you see like a, there's like a, you can find like the cardiograms, like the EKGs, like where they were monitoring all the astronauts or whatever. And you can see there's like a spike and then you just see their heart rates just start slowing down, slowing down over like about a minute until I think a minute and six seconds, they're dead. Mm -hmm. Like, so they didn't suffocate. They depressurized. Like, yeah, they depressurized and like whenever they hit the ground, you know, the, you know, the space program, they, they, the Russian space program people, they came and, you know, they knocked on the side of the capsule and they got no response or whatever. So they opened the, they opened the hatch and they found all three men on the couches, motionless. Like they had like dark blue patches all over their face and there was blood coming out of their nose and their ears. And, but their bodies were still warm. Yeah. So they thought maybe they're still alive. And you can uh, see this footage on YouTube where the paramedics are pulling these guys out of the capsule and giving them mouth to mouth because it seems like they're still alive, but because they, they, they feel warm to the touch, like a human body, but they're completely dead. Like, mm-hmm. Their hearts have stopped. They're no longer breathing. Yeah. Well, the, the cause of death was yes. uh, brain hemorrhage, right? Like after an extensive investigation, uh, let's see, uh, it's showing that they, di- they died of asphyxiation, but they did autopsies and there was hemorrhaging of the blood vessels in the brain. Uh, there was bleeding under the skin, the inner ear, the nasal cavity. And this is all just because of the vacuum that was created from, uh, the thing blowing off like it uh it caused like all the nitrogen and oxygen in their bloodstream to blood to like bubble and rupture their blood vessels yeah so i mean it was quick but it was probably pretty painful yeah uh it says although they remained conscious for almost a minute after the decompression began uh less than 20 seconds would have passed before the effects of the oxygen starvation made it possible for them to function so for about 20 (sighs) seconds they were just like they just knew they were gonna die 20 seconds doesn't sound like a long time, but... 20 seconds is a long time when you're falling out of the sky with no oxygen. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Um, Man. Well, that's mayhem for you. (laughs) Yeah, that's uh, that's, that's, that's it. Yeah. 
So what happened to the guy that designed that uh, lock that failed? Well, actually, the good thing that came out of this mission was they the, they like completely redesigned the way that they 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 redesigned that hatch and they changed it so that now whenever you were deploying in that capsule, like everyone has independent oxygen. Like they, they went down in spacesuits instead of just going down. Yeah, depending on the capsule to do its job. You know, I wonder because you know Russia learned a lot of its. Uh, got a lot of its space program from the u.s mm. i wonder if the u.s changed its program because of that accident and i'm sure they probably did you know yeah I and mean, whenever you have new information you have to apply that yeah yeah so, well shit so use 11 That's astronauts the first people to die in space nice nice one brennan i wonder what kind of dream i'm gonna have tonight because <laughs> of that uh who knows that's, that's it. it for the show dude yeah. um thank you to lonestarbuttons.com uh, if you want to get in touch with them through email, you can send email to info at LoneStarButtons.com or you can call the owner, Adam Stippy Jones, at 281-798-1996. They can take care of all your custom pin-on-button needs. Not only that, but they also do mirrors, bottle openers, buttons, and buttons in different sizes and shapes. Uh, also, thank you to Jessica Dieter! Agent of insurance. Do you live in Texas? Do you need insurance? Even if you don't need insurance, you might need better insurance. Mm-hmm. You might need insurance at a lower cost. Well, you're in luck because Jessica Dieter does home insurance, flood insurance, auto insurance, and renter's insurance. She will shop the best rate for the best policy, and you can get in touch with her at 281 607 Five two six three. Again, she covers all of Houston, all of Texas. So if you're native or not uh, not native Texan, you can give her a call <laughs> and get some upgraded insurance. Um, what else we got? Thank you to Mockingbird Network, Mockingbird Na- MockingbirdNetwork.com. Dot com. Go check them out. They got good shit. Whatever. Gently go fuck someone. <laughs>